The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue, you mock my words well. What about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? And welcome to another assigned episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I'm your host, Tim Dio Double G. And the man behind the sound effects is at agent underscore 70 on Twitter. What's up, everybody? And we also have at RoddyCat on Twitter. Can't hear you there. They're drowning you out, Roddy. Check your audio, Roddy. We can't hear you. The crowd completely drowned him out. Oh, no. That was me um, not pressing the mute button. button. That'll so, do it. Hey. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> there you go. And with that, we are the Comic Book Chronicles. You can go to our website, theclicknation.com, where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. <laughs> on the homepage are links to our social media accounts. We are on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google+. Plus. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to the Comic Book Chronicles podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play. And remember, we are a part of the Coast Slither Podcast Network. So go to CSPN.us. Do it today. Do it today. And while you're there, buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. Remember, we record live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can watch live by going to theclicknation.com forward slash live. And you can always join in the conversation by using the hashtags Comic Book Chronicles and CB Cron. So we have a lot to get to tonight. We have movies and TV shows to talk about and, of course, comics. So up first for our comic book review is going to be Champions number 14. There it is. It's a part four of the World's Collide crossover between Champions and Avengers. As I get the cover up here, at least work to get the covers up. So an Avenger, whatever high number, 600 numbered issue of Avengers from, I think, two weeks ago. There was a big change for Vivian Vision at the hands of the high evolutionary, a villain I never cared about. (laughs) And a villain who I never thought had this kind of capability, let's be honest. Well, he's always been sort of a, I guess... Like Mr. Sinister before Mr. Sinister came along. Right. For X-Men fans. Oh, and it looks like the... Are these... Okay, these are current covers that PCN underscore Dirt has in here. So, I don't know if I see champions, though. Anyway. So, there wasn't too much that really happened in this issue, aside from uh, the new transformation for Vivian and the Avengers making their way to Counter-Earth and trying to stop... Uh, High Evolutionary's master plan of colliding Earth and Counter-Earth to sort of reset uh, global uh, 
Well, kind of restarting from scratch. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the word wording for it. Where you I'm trying to cause a big another big bang, so yeah, a big bang to reset humanity. Right. So like that's the that's the big reveal, sort of. And well, I guess one of the big reveals in this issue is that uh, um, it's not so much that they're trying that the high evolution is trying to phase them uh, to get out. <laughs> Matt Wang, killing me, man. <laughs> um, so. Uh, shout out to at Matt Wang ninety seven, who I actually saw in person um, post uh, post additions to the family on Wednesday night. So we can get into that in a second. But um, uh, well, you know, with regards to this issue, we find out that it's not just like phasing them together, kind of like a uh, a crisis, or even um, the way they did it. You know, I guess at the beginning of Infinity, or or at some point during um, just before Secret Wars, if I recall correctly. It's yep. more right. It's more literal, like uh, uh, crash bang. You know, let's start from scratch. You know, let's destroy both. Which still doesn't let it off the hook that it seems like it's doing the infinite thing. But whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, and don't let guess the only other reveal, which kind of slams, kind of kind of slams that there there's probably somebody else um, somewhere along the lines because uh, High Evolutionary mentions he didn't want to see him. Again, right, like another boss level. So. <laughs> huh? Another boss level. Yeah, so that's what it seems like. Even though this, um, this, this event, many events come to an, an end in a couple of issues. Apparently, a, a tragic conclusion, as as the the end page says. Whatever that might be. And yeah, they really don't. I think the only other thing I was going to say is they really didn't. Which I guess there was no reason to, but they never. They didn't give that much time to the whole. Hey. Viv is human thing. Right, because they're still in the middle of, you know, act, uh, of an active uh, mission. You know, they don't, I don't think yeah, they would. I mean, yeah, but they took the time to almost have a talk, you know, when does it, during the, the course of this. So it's not like they're above yeah. for whatever odd reason. They just chose not to. Because not that they, and not that they needed to, but they didn't explain why, you know, well, I didn't get to go through any great lessons. The reason why he did it, or why he chose to, um, he, he basically make her a young black girl. Like I said, not the, not the saying that they, they that they needed to, but it was like, okay, that was, you know, that was a choice. That yeah, was, it was definitely a uh, sort of unexpected development of what happened. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she uh, makes it out of worlds collide alive, so we can see it followed up on. Right. Yeah, like you would. I'd like to believe that they're going to bring this up or or address her her sudden humanity in some kind of way outside of you know the little blurb in the one panel. But we will see. Yeah, you know what? It's funny that that was the experiment or the procedure that the uh, high evolutionary moved forward with first, and not uh, I guess what we not not to kind of uh, go over a retread story of um of uh, giving Falcon actual Falcon uh, powers. <laughs> like wait, we saw that already. Mm-hmm. Lesser uh, scientists, so I guess they didn't want to go over that retread story and just jump straight to Viv, which is good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the truth. Uh, you know, because I was thinking that too. It's like, oh, not again. And then they got there, and you know, spoiler alert. Uh, you know, where's my uh, where's my bell here? They don't actually go through with the uh, you know the avian uh, crossing. So right, which wouldn't. <laughs> So silly, which yeah wouldn't have been the place to would have been a weird place to do that in anyway. Sure. All right. Anything else on this issue? I don't think so. No, not really. There was nothing. You know, 
Yeah, it was just kind of like another intermediate step issue. You know, we get the big reveal on the plan, so now we know what the uh, the literal um, the literal earth shattering plan is. Right, as someone would say, an earth shattering kaboom. Yeah, um, actually, which actually brings up something which comes up before we hit this off. Um, okay, so this is a big world-changing event and i know this happens a lot and there's explanations on mine but where was everybody else didn't they show everybody else at some point just like in passing no was everyone else like all the other heroes like other heroes like you know every time there's a story like that's in new york and, and it's just so happens to be centered around one group i'm like where are these other groups and and i hate to be the person to bring that up like that but it is kind of crazy i'm like wait a minute this happens to the whole earth and you mean to tell me the only all, the rest of them are busy fighting sure. other battles Sure. <laughs> but usually something big is, oh, I don't know, the earth is changing and shifting into another one. And, and you know, you would think that would bring out a whole bunch of people. But again, I don't know. I That's just a Tuesday in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> oh! that, that has always been funny that when that happens. But, you know, like I, said, I, would, I have come up with the same excuses as you did or whatnot. I was like, well, they're off doing other stuff, even if they decided to address it, which they've rarely done. It's just kind of funny that that, that happens. Sure. All right. All right. Tell us, President Martin. Next? Thank you. Oh, so much to get to next. Uh, looking at your list. You want to do Doctor Strange 381? Sure. Sure. Anyone else read it? Did you read it? I, I read, read it. it before oh. the show, so. Nice. Nice. So uh, this is the first Doctor Strange issue of uh, Marvel Legacy, and it is quite a doozy in that it's an instant, instant status quo change. It's you know it's basically spoiled right there on the cover, but the gist of it is, and I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because if you don't see the cover, if you're just listening to this uh, on the uh, on a, through a podcast feed, uh, it will help to not be spoiled. But Loki has been appointed or has won the spot of being the new Sorcerer Supreme for this dimension, some kind of way. Right, and apparently something has happened to, or something happened, or something went down with uh, Doctor Strange. Right, because right. apparently it's on, it's in the papers and on Twitter. Right, Zamos. <laughs> apparently, we will find out what in the world that is at some point. Right, you know, and he's literally become a form of Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, that was a great reveal. So, and they make sure to tell us a little bit of how the transition of power happened, but still leave you. Uh, wondering more sure you know we're asking for more and we're also dealing with the new status quo for uh one zelma who is uh um i guess at this point as far as we know a willing participant in the succession of power yes because uh we find out that again i'm gonna ring the spoiler bell zelma's actually uh the current assistant for uh Loki, who is the uh, Sorcerer Supreme. And she's and actually, you know, involved. We also have the same creative team, at least the artistic side of the creative team from Division here with Gabrielle Walter and Jordi Belair. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a nice uh, combination for this, uh, for this title. And Loki thinks he can not follow the rules of magic where everything has a price or comes with a price. Right, that's something that uh, uh, Aaron had, had, had tried to really establish in the previous run, that uh, you know there was always a price to be paid for magic. And it's interesting to see that for the longest time, 
you know, other than like, I guess a few spells and a few sort of like, uh, um, you know, like maybe even uh, a vampire related incantations, there really wasn't a, a, a kind of price for uh, performing magic in the Marvel universe. And now, um, uh, 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 Donnie Cates, it's Donnie Cates, right? Former guest of the combo Chronicles. Yes. Yeah. Um, is, you know, the new writer on, um, Dr. Strange has decided to, uh, take, you know, take, uh, what Aaron had tried to establish and put it on its head and we'll see how that goes. I'm weirdly thinking back to the agent of Asgard, um, um, series from a while back sure. uh, that this is a, a, you know, Loki trying to be something different than what he has always, uh, built to be for some reason. And I guess we will find out what the end game here is for this one. If there is one, right. <laughs> There always is one. It's just a very interesting, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they set up the long game in this because I really hope this isn't resolved in like three issues. Well, that's also assuming there is a long game for this one because I feel like this this could very well be a six-issue arc and, and keep it pushing for some reason. This probably definitely got a, you think you would, you would imagine it has the tie into Loki uh, looking forward to Infinity Stones himself in Marvel Legacy number one. That's right. You would like to think so. Yes. Like to think so. And interesting. Good point. It would be the case, yeah. Good point. I totally forgot about that. So again, remains to be seen where that leads. Sure. You know, or, um, very well be, you know, on the other side of that, this could very well be has nothing to do with that because they have done that at, at times. Right. Uh Kate's decided, you know, like Kate's definitely has picked up a lot of the uh, the, uh, not, maybe not a thread, but some of the uh, the trappings of uh, Aaron's previous run, um, including the uh, the magician's bar, um, that uh, the bar with no doors, that the that's the exclusive enchanted watering hole for the mystic and magical. No, that that makes a reappearance. So you know, it's it's uh, it's it, 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 it has shown up. It has shown up at times, though. So it's not like it's it was gone. Right. What I was going to say, at least it seem it's a, a fairly seamless transfer. Hmm. And we also get a, a guest appearance by one. Um, I like this actually. This interaction between this um, this incarnation of uh, uh, of Loki and the current Thor. And uh, there's actually a cool little uh, um, sequence in there where you think what happens is actually happening, and then you get to the panel where it's revealed. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> so I like that. That was pretty well. That was well played. That was me consciously not spoiling what I, you know <laughs> what's what's happening in the book. That means you need to go out and read it. Yeah, it, it seems to be setting up a pretty good arc for, for definitely. So, if especially if you are into the the magical side of the um, the Marvel U, well, the best part is I think as long as they play up the characters, and I like that. Um, it even is sort of, kind of because of the art. Uh, uh, Walter's art does kind of uh, remind me a little bit of what the vision looked like, and I felt especially during the uh, the final scenes. Um, that uh, you know, it, it felt like we were going to be diving a little bit deeper into uh, Stephen Strange and his character. You know, like I guess that part um, will play similar to um, the Vision's character study in his limited series. So oh. that's Doctor Strange three eighty one. Yes, yeah, a good start in this Marvel Legacy uh, launch. Yeah, I agree. So more than... you won't hear me complain about too many books on my list for tonight. <laughs> Which what would the next one be? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 147. All right. Hmm. So Star-Lord finds out that Richard Ryder is alive. He's basically the last to know. Greets him with a nice big punch to the face. That's right, because he's the last to know. 
uh, Ant-Man displays his uh, growing Giant-Man abilities to Gamora. Well, and... he did pull their butts out of the fire with that one. Yeah, then passed out. <laughs> that's that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming into play right there. I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. That's all I kept hearing when, <laughs> when he was going through this sequence. And Rocket, or Richard Ryder, Nova, and Star-Lord investigated some rogue um, Novas that had gone off the grid. Right, they basically went AWOL. And we found out it was for a good reason. Yes, yes. As they uh, revealed to the two heroes why they have cut off communications and what it is that they are storing or protecting or hiding, however you want to look at it. Right, right. And I'll ring the spoiler bell because we may make a reference or two to it. And it is an Infinity Stone. Yes. The Power Stone, in fact. Except it's not a stone. It's a big, massive hunk of rock. Yeah, it's a... It's... It's a, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to even describe. It's like, it's a, it's a mountain, you know, it's not something you're going to put on a gauntlet. Indeed it is. So, and I like, you know, maybe in the news, there's probably a a link to it, but Jerry Duggan gave an interview with IGN where he explained what's happening or what's happened with the stones and why this one is the size that it is. And it basically comes down to, Back in New Avenger, Jonathan Hickman's New Avengers, the stones shattered all except for the time stone and were lost. But since the universe was reset following Secret Wars, these stones are back to their factory reset. So they weren't, I guess, basically what he's trying to say is they weren't all, they all didn't come in a small gem slash stone form. They had to have been chiseled, or at least, at least in the Power Stones case, it was chiseled and the a piece was made into a stone, but they all have basically we, we have to wait to see how each of them are introduced or reintroduced to see what form their factory reset value really is. Hmm. Okay. Well, so uh, I'm not sure if I pulled, I didn't pull that one, but I remember seeing an article, which I don't think I pulled. I hope that I have saved. Um, Cause we do know where one of the, it's like, we know the spoiler alert, uh, the, the one with Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, Wolverine now, but there was an article I saw a weeks ago, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to read. Oh yeah, also, they're changing the colors of them again, so the Power Stone is purple, which I guess matches the color in the MCU, because that was the one in Guardians. Which is what I was going to bring up, because apparently that sounds like what they're doing with these is in putting them, putting them in items or making them other items than actual just stones as they previously were. Well, wasn't the Power Stone, I guess maybe the Power Stone was pink, not purple. Before I'm my my points of reference is actually the Marvel versus Capcom game, well the Marvel superheroes game. So <laughs> never usually gets that doesn't always get the no, but I think the colors of the gems were right were, were correct. Uh, I'm not sure uh, they they no, you have to go back to Marvel versus you know the Marvel superheroes uh, fighting game. So okay, I was I was going to ask a question about Guardians, but I just got my answer about it. So never mind. But this is not the last issue. Last issue what of Guardians? Oh no, it's. They got a few issues. There's many more issues to go. Uh, they cancel. Well, we'll get to that then. Tomorrow, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they're not canceling it. Uh, yes, they are. They can- oh, they no, they canceled. They um, I don't oh, know what you're talking about. Uh, issue one fifty one. Yeah, yeah, they just resolicited. They took it. It's not canceled. When you, I saw someone explaining it. You know, when uh, when yeah, the issue is pulled, it's not canceled. It's just 
uh, rescheduled yeah, on the publishing calendar. Yeah, I got yeah, but they hadn't done it yet. So yeah. All right. So what's next? Let's jump to DC for what's a next? moment. All right. Super Sons number ten. I actually read it this week. Super Sons. Super Sons. <laughs> I read this based on, you know, based on uh, Tim Dog 98s and I believe Roddy Cat has read a few issues too, based on their recommendations. I have not. Oh, no. I could have sworn that it was both of you that had, I guess uh, had been reading this. So uh, I had intention to, to give it a shot, but I haven't done it yet. So understood. understood. So I actually did uh, uh, read this issue, you know, based on uh, Tim Dog 98s um, glowing reviews week after week. And, and it's fair to say, that uh, there's definitely a high level of entertainment value in this because there are, you know, there are, uh, there's lots of interaction between Superboy and Robin and at least in this issue, Batman and Superman. And the, the super sons get a hideout, so to speak. Right. After we have a little bit of a reveal um, that um, Superboy is uh, quickly, surpassing the rate at which Clark Kent had discovered his powers. Much like Gohan to Goku. There you go. So, um, you know, with that being said, we have, you know, a little bit of shared, uh, 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 you know, we, we were talking earlier about uh, how it's cool that uh, they're developing, um, I guess it's a, a, a tiny corner of the universe that's not even um, uh, teen, uh uh, the Teen Titans stuff—it's really, you know, Superboy and, and Robin, because they—they're seemingly the central characters, and not just their own shared title, but I guess in one of the Titans books. And there is um, a reference in this to one of the Titans books. You know, it's a direct reference to something that had uh, happened recently. So um, there's more interplay between the two books uh, because of the, uh, the two lead characters. And um, there might be, you know, one might be required reading for the other at some point. You talking about the intermission? Well, oh no, that I, I haven't gotten to that yet. I was just mm. you know, they were they were referencing something with the Teen Titans right at the beginning, talking about a new power that uh, Jonathan Kent had uh, acquired or discovered. I don't know if you caught that. Mm-mm. All right, so you know that like I was saying earlier, they may be um, they may be uh, moving towards a point where uh, one or the other is required reading to get you know the full story on uh, uh, on, on these two characters. Okay. Oh, and the intermission. Yeah. Now, now I'm starting to. Uh, I was just skimming through this. There is an interesting intermission in here. Um, it involves uh, a future version of one of these two characters. And it's so uh, sort of teases the next story arc that starts next issue, Super Sons of Tomorrow. That's right. Oh, and also they're going to be going to the same school. Yes, in the same city, which is uh... <laughs> no more. I can't can't say that Damien was homeschooled because we don't know if he was homeschooled well i think that's what the they, that's what they were saying that alfred had had run out of uh uh i guess uh subjects to teach him at uh, at wayne manor so it was time for uh for uh damien to uh head to school aka man out of pace, patience that's right that's about to it. um is it gotham academy by chance no that would have been interesting not. exactly you know, I don't know whatever happened to Gotham Academy. I dropped the book a while back and I just stopped reading it. But uh, spoiler alert. Interestingly enough, Roddy, they're actually going to both. They're actually both going to be at a Metropolis-based school. Huh. Okay. That was an inter- I thought that was an interesting twist. There's a Tomasi, right? Tomasi's writing this? 
Yes. I thought that was a nice twist. I was taken, you know, I was I was surprised by that too. He's knocking it out of the park too. All righty. And I also like the fact that uh, uh, he's. I, I feel like he's got uh, Damien's voice down um, because every time he says "I hate you," I kind of, <laughs> I kind of, I feel. I definitely feel where Damien's coming from. So I like his deadpan humor. Sure. All right. So do you want to do some more DC? Let's do the Batman who laughs. All righty. So this is the final Dark Knights uh, one shot that uh, discussing the uh, alternate, the multiverse, the uh, evil multiverse Batman. If I'm not mistaken, this is the last one. It is. And uh, this is the origin story of uh, the Batman who laughs. And I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because we were just talking about how uh, this particular version of Batman got to be the way he is. So ultimately it does make sense in terms of how, this particular uh, version of Batman became the Batman who laughs and obviously involves the Joker and uh, the Joker basic, basically pushing Batman to uh, a point of no return, which then sets off a chain uh, chemical change in Batman. Right. And we're not spoiling exactly what happens. You should read it. The last parting gift from the Joker. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. I think that's how they put it in the book. It is the, it's the last parting gift um, and, and a means of ensuring that uh, there will always be a Joker. <laughs> so um, once that happens, uh, everything goes to hell, which is pretty much, you know, uh, what would happen if uh, you put that kind of um, uh, maniacal, you know, that, that kind that level of insanity in the calculating brain of Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one thing to think about what if Batman went bad, but it's another thing if he went bad this particular way. Basically, doesn't end up in a good spot. Correct. Which begs me to ask the question: Is how is this different from the Batman White Knight book, outside of setting White Knight? Because both characters are still alive in, in that, that one, right? Right. In that one, their roles are just reversed. In this yeah. one, you know, there is a twist to how we get to uh, how how Batman becomes this version. Good way of explaining it. So, and he's definitely more of a uh, pioneer as far as we know. He's the one going around recruiting all these other dark knights for Barbatos. Right. And we also discovered that it's not just dark versions of Batman that exist out there. You know, it only makes sense that there would be dark versions of every hero out there. And what I want to know is who is the person bandaged up who we can't see their identity? I was going to ask you. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought maybe that was someone who had been uh, uh, revealed earlier in the series or, you know, earlier in the, uh, the, the Dark Knight's Metal um, crossover. We don't know. Oh, all right. You guys got me because I haven't been reading these one shots that carefully. So I've been going, I got, you know, like uh, a shout out to PCN underscore dirt who um, recommended against reading. I think it was the Aquaman variant of uh, Batman. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Nothing really happened there. Yeah, and I believe there might have been one or two others that, um, based on his recommendation, I just sort of stayed away from. So I've only read a few of these um, um, evil multiverse Batman uh, origin stories. But I like this one. Even though I, I, I kind of skimmed, it was a little on the verbose side. Um, you know, the, the Batman who laughs likes to talk. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of words that's spitting out in this. I feel like he's going to stick around after this is all over because he's too good of a character to let go. That's not a bad point. That's, I think that's valid. I think that's valid. 
you know, unfortunately, you know, he would end up being a lot like uh, Hydrocap. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. Do uh, you want to finish up uh, the Batman? Quick. Um, isn't this like a whole universe? Is like a whole dark universe? Yeah, with different um, planets or worlds in it. Yeah. They all don't come from the same dark world. Gotcha. But yeah, we can finish up with Batman 35. Yeah, let's do that. So big, big uh, ring of the spoiler bell because it's kind of hard to talk about um, this issue without spoiling it at least a bit. So if you've been following along, this is bi-weekly now, right? If I'm not mistaken, the Batman book? It's been back bi-weekly since Rebirth started. Right, that's what I remembered. So um, because it's been bi-weekly, this story has been moving along at a pretty crisp pace. And we find... Um, we find the, uh, the the two folks on the cover, Selena Kyle and uh, Talia Al Ghul, uh, facing off against each other. Um, not necessarily for the love of one Batman, aka Bruce Wayne, but uh, for you know over um, over a third party who was involved in the story. And uh, we also find out that uh, unsurprisingly, uh, Selena Kyle is a pretty adept swords swords person. I was surprised to see it. And as someone said. Or I saw someone come up with the headline, uh, Catwoman explains how, something along the lines of explains how falling for Batman is stupid. Yeah. But she's okay with it. Pretty much. Pretty much. I thought that was one of the best lines in the book because there is no explaining it. It's just stupid. And then we got more bonding with Damien and um, Dick Grayson. Sure. And then Damien asking his father a simple question. Are you happy? And the response is perfect. And I think it should be the response that everyone per said that everyone gives when someone asks, uh, uh, are you happy? It's a great response. Yes. So, uh, you know, we get to a point where the, uh, the duel kind of reaches a pretty, a pretty, uh, exact, uh, exact's not the word, but it's a, it's a, it's an outcome that's, de- that, uh, that's definite. We definitely have a victor in this. There is no draw. We actually do get a victor in this uh, in this face off. Mm-hmm. So I like the aftermath where she te- uh, Catwoman tells Damien, "I stabbed your mom." Mm-hmm. He's just like, "Hmm, the more things change." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know the uh, you know using using Damien as kind of a, a a a source for comedy. You know, like you said, his dry humor. You know, he's it makes him a useful character for these Batman writers. Oh yeah. Alrighty. So Roddy, you got something to throw out there in DC? Actually I do. Uh Trinity. While I was busy doing something completely different. I know that I don't think they did. Do you have any other DC to cover? Because I don't think I've got it. Yeah, I do not. I don't did you read this uh, Tim? No, I've fallen way behind Trinity. Gotcha. Unfortunately. So real quick, uh, this is the end of the uh, the, the Pandora Pit cycle um, uh, or arc, I should say. Uh, Cersei's plan seemingly was doing all right until they counted out Batman, which you would never do because he has a plan and he spent half the half, half the issue slightly explaining it, which which is basically, hey, he did this one thing and he did this one thing again to um, to the folks. So now we've got this big battle with. Um, between Cersei and all these heroes, which ends in a certain way, and no one dies, but weirdly enough, 
somebody gets thrown into a pit. A couple of people get thrown into a pit and yet somehow make it out unscathed somehow. Okay. Exacts a little bit of a revenge or seemingly tries to exact some sort of revenge, but escapes in the, in the, um, in, in the, in the quote unquote aftermath, which is not much of an aftermath. Just pop somebody in the pit and then rolled out. But <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, never count Batman out. He pretty much ends up saving everybody else who ends up saving the day. No one dies. Uh, but the weirdly thing is, is like they ended with they ended the the the, the uh, issue as um, an action was being placed. Not to spoil what happened, we got a kind of kind of did, but you still don't know what actually happened. But it's so uh, yeah, it, this is as about as clean as this arc was going to get. I guess I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe something's going to happen after this, but this definitely does ends this arc. Not whether it goes into something else, we don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, it's good. Like said, it was a good book, but they they do tend to wrap up their their arcs fairly clean in this. This one is probably as clean as it was going to get outside of you know just completing an action that you know that's gonna that was going to happen after you saw the last couple of pages. Gotcha. But yeah, good book. The oh. the, the part that the, of Batman's plan that didn't kind of make any sense, especially dealing with a couple of the people that he saved because of. Uh, the, the nature of their powers, kind of, but well, we're just gonna overlook that. Alrighty. Okay, so let's see where else can we go from here. Tim, Mighty Thor, seven hundred one. Pretty good. Yeah, this was a knockdown, drag out. Definitely not quite what's on the cover, but it's definitely a teaser for what does happen in the book. It ended about as well as I thought it would end. Terribly for Dwarf Thor. Yes. Yes. And I'll be honest, I don't remember that many issues with uh Mangog. Mangog is the um you know the 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 primary villain in this issue. And I, I was I'm not all that familiar with the character. We are filled in more than once by Jason Aaron as to what the story is behind this character. You don't need to have any pre- existing uh information on this character to enjoy you know and to understand what mangog is and what his motivation is um the art by the guest artist james harron is a little hit and miss on the characters that are not mangog i felt like he had a very good grasp of what you know of, of how to draw mangog but it was some of the other characters that didn't quite um you know look their parts you know, uh, uh, in some instances, but I thought that his Mangog was pretty, uh, you know, was pretty together every time you put him on the page. I wasn't familiar with Mang Mangog either, but I mean, Aaron pretty much spelled it out. He's the embodiment of million, was it billions of lives right. wiped out by gods, right. most notably Odin. Exactly, and specifically Odin. Specifically. So... Um, there's a couple of um, side plots that are going on. The uh, the War of the Realms is still going on in the background. You know that you know that's touched upon um, uh, during a couple of um, scenes in the book as uh, Mangog and the War Thor. Who mild spoiler alert because it has been a couple of months since this was revealed. But I'll ring the bell. So the War Thor, aka Volstag wielding the the hammer of uh, ultimate thor um puts up a pretty impressive fight against mangog and it lasts pretty much the whole issue and it's a real knockdown uh what would jr what would uh jim ross call it a slobber knocker slobber knocker, 
Yes, it's a yeah, but I even knew that. So, um, shout out to uh, fans of uh, WWF slash WWE, and uh, you know, there's definitely a back and forth aspect to the battle. You know, Volstag gives pretty much as good as he gets, but ultimately, um, it's not enough. Surprisingly, not enough, to be honest. Yep, and he loses his weapon in a surprising move, kind of easily. Yeah, disposed of. Definitely, definitely. And uh, we see the uh, reappearance of some characters who I guess we haven't seen for a while. Um, I don't even have to ring the spoiler bell on this. I don't remember the last time we saw Balder the Brave. Yeah, I feel like he showed up maybe 10 issues ago or so. Okay. Maybe I just don't remember. I was like, wow, where has Balder been? I can't. I know he was now made the keeper of the gates for hell or whatever he is. Hmm. He's not the ruler of hell, but... Right. man's army of the dead oh i gotta go back and read that then because i could not for the life of me remember when this happened so i'm just saying in this issue that's what the, he explains himself oh. as yeah yeah, yeah. So, but in okay. terms of like, yeah in terms of like how you know he's been here i guess forever how long so that's what uh you know that's what got that's what struck me because uh you know it seemed like it'd been so long since we'd seen Baldur in the pages of thor so this was a lot of fun. It is definitely a knock, you know, it's a slobber knocker. And that's the, the primary draw of this book. Um, there is an appearance by Malekith in the book. Um, uh, you know, we may or may not have uh, uh, seen, probably not uh, the last of Volstagg, but we will see. And uh, Mangog is on his way uh, to look for uh, Asgardians, who he, I believe, finds in the next issue, if we're to believe Actually, no, in a couple of issues, if we're to believe the uh, the solicitation covers. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, lots of fun, great issue, potential click of the week for me. Do you want to rapid fire it now? or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll rapid fire because we've gone in depth on a bunch of books already. Cool. Who wants to go first? Well, you and I, Tim, have a lot of the same books. Okay. So let's try to do rapid reviews on like all these Marvel books that we both read. Let's start at the top. Amazing Spider-Man number 791. Yes, I like this issue. It's kind of a standalone, but yet some major developments. Right. It's a, it's a nice standalone because uh, we do get some resolution in the issue. And there's actually a, 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 a reappearance of an old Thor enemy. And I, I was like, I, I don't remember this uh, character, but I actually own, I believe, this character's first appearance. A real minor character. But um, it, it's the first outing of Peter Parker as the new science editor of the Daily Bugle. And of course, everything goes to hell. Yes, but he does get his article out. That's right. Take it from Tim Dog. You know, that's, that's, that's Tim Dog right there, the <laughs> journalist, the comic journalist, and he does get his article out. So, but Just comes at the expense of his girlfriend. Right here. Her job. job. <laughs> so, um, there is that. That's a you know that's a nice uh, you know that's a a, a, a nice uh, story to tell. Um, we also find out that um, Alchemax. Uh, we may be moving very quickly towards uh, the twenty ninety nine future because Alchemax um, uh, uh, makes another acquisition um, uh, directly that is directly due to the events of this issue. Yeah, and Spider Man twenty ninety nine had been sort of fighting against that. I know at least early in its run or. One of its volumes under Peter David. Exactly. So it's interesting to see that, you know, that, that, that slot is taking that story and moving that forward as well. And I just wanted to ask you real quick, how do you like the, uh, the, the way that slot is writing uh, Mockingbird and Parker's uh, relationship right now? I'm enjoying it. 
Count me a fan. And it seems so natural. Agreed. These two. Agreed. And again, uh, another assignment of mine for the weekend is to write about that. Nice. I don't Barton. What? So he's no Clint Barton, who is. <laughs> Both of them are unsuccessful in their relationship. So kind of slubby. Yeah. They have that going for them. Exactly. Exactly. But at the end, but 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 uh, ultimately, the uh, what they have in common is that they're both science. You know, they're they're both uh, science geeks. That's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to uh, to to have in common for these two characters. You know, it's not just the uh, the job. And something else I'll touch on is, um, at least now, Peter's uh, with someone that's his equal as far as superheroing goes, so he doesn't have to worry about putting his significant other in danger right because of his second life as spider-man because i like those two characters together hmm? i said i should probably read this i like those two characters together yeah it's a lot of fun right i've now. liked it since uh i guess this started in all new all different marvel i think because she mockingbird was peter parker's shield liaison right she got the new costume design which i like right. Exactly, with you know, giving her the the additional capabilities so that uh, she's not just like earthbound with battle staves. So yeah, she can fly like a mockingbird. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so you know, this is a this was another fun issue. Um, let's see what else we can touch on in rapid fire very quickly. Um, Guardians, we did. Did you read Incredible Hulk seven ten? No. Okay. Um, about Spider Man two number four. Oh, okay, Spider Man two. Let's do that. So this is the penultimate, how do you say it, penultimate issue? Penultimate issue? That's it. Second to last. Yep. So I'm kind of, something confused me. So this mile. He's so, I was about to say, Tim Dog was so passionate about what he was confused by, he knocked his headphones out. (laughs) He was all like, man, then this is killing me in this. And we're getting, you know. Good riddance. No, I'm kidding. So Miles of the Sits One Sits universe lost his girlfriend, wife, whoever, Barbara Sanchez, I think her name was. She's dead. Uh, Wilson Fisk gives him a speech about alternate realities and ultimate d- dimensions where there could be hundreds of Barbaras out there and she's still alive, yada, yada, yada. But then Miles of the Ultimate Universe, who's now in the Marvel Prime universe, along with the other Miles, is currently involved with a teenage Barbara Sanchez. Well, his girlfriend's name is Barbara. I'm assuming it's supposed to be like the other version of the other Miles' significant other. Right. But that doesn't make sense unless she was pulled over from the Ultimate Universe as well. Is that what they're trying to imply? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. You know, like I would say that um, uh, Miles' entire life was kind of ported over um, in that sense because Gonk, you know, like Okay, yeah, because he has three characters of Gaki. So, okay. Because that's not Ned Leeds, right? Oh, no! (laughs) That'd be from another universe. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so that makes more sense now. Right, that's that's what I suspect uh, basically happened with Miles' continuity in his story. So, um, you know, the story's moving along. I, I wasn't a fan of that. I thought that was way too much for the Kingpin to talk about with. Yeah, it did kind of seem uh, for him to be given that speech. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know what? I'd talk to, you know, I can only imagine, you know, if I could do uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, uh, Kingpin, right? I can imagine him saying, I've seen other worlds. 
all these scientists showed me, you know, these other worlds where my Vanessa is still alive and doing well. I'm like, come on, man. Seriously. Yep. So, you know, that being the case, you know, we, we finally get to, we finally uh, close the circle on the story in that we have reached the point that we are at, at the beginning of this five issue story where Spidey and miles are um, unmasked and tied up. And we do get to that point. So yeah, we're back to where we began in the first issue. Right. I have no idea what the resolution for this is going to be in the final issue. It's kind of like the first one where, you know, it's just them, you know, working together. We, you know, we don't really have a resolution to a story. The other miles is still going to be left out there in the wild, I guess. Right. As a potential foe for young miles, maybe. Right. Maybe he'll be like uh, Jigsaw 2, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. Like that. I don't know. I don't know. So, but, uh, you know, I really don't know if we're going to have any kind of resolution in this. I'm uncomfortable that there's two Taskmasters running around. Let's be honest. That's another thing. Is that is that that looks he physically looks like the Taskmaster of the Ultimate Universe, but Spider-Man, uh, White Peter Parker calls him the Taskmaster and recognizes him as the Taskmaster. So, yeah, is he the Ultimate Taskmaster or? I think so. I think so because the regular Taskmaster is running around in his old costume. I guess because we've seen him in like oh, yeah, I've seen him in stuff. He was in Secret Empire, right? This guy, I, I'm fairly certain if he wasn't he, like jacked up like this guy is. I was about to say, I'm fairly certain if we go back to the first issue in this, I think it's this uh, ultimate taskmaster that's crossing over into this universe. This guy's hitting the weights. Yeah, I guess. And somehow they all survive Secret, secret Wars. So <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. So that, I think, covers the, the crossovers that we got, right? We got anything that uh, you want to talk about, like Defenders? I mean, yeah, I can do Defenders right quick. Um, yeah. Daredevil's back in his red outfit because I guess of events in his solo book and also being Marvel Legacy guy, put characters back in their Legacy outfits. But there's a kick-ass five-page, I think 30-something-plus panel fight scene between Elektra and Iron Fist that's worth the cost of admission. Nice. Bam. Nice. All right, and I think I've only got a few other Marvel books to discuss that uh, Tim didn't have. I don't think Roddy had these, so um, Incredible Hulk number 710. It's um, Amadeus Cho on Sakaar, and um, there are obvious callbacks that Greg Pak installs to the original Planet Hulk storyline, and uh, it's a you know it's an updated version with uh, you know the consequences of the previous. Uh, 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 Planet Hulk storyline, so it's a lot of fun. We are still delving deep into um, the the psyche of Amadeus and how he's dealing with the realization that you know the monster is something that he can't always control and can't always keep bottled up. So it that's worth reading. Um, that's that's what makes this uh, continually be worth reading. Um, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number two ninety seven. There is direct aftermath of the big reveal that we discussed in the last issue. Um, I don't want to spoil it just in case people are behind on this, but Spidey does um, uh, reveal his secret identity to someone who you would never expect him to do to do it to do it with. And um, the uh, the secret agents that have been uh, the uh, was it the Gray Blade? I think they're called. 
the the agents who were after uh, Peter Parker's erstwhile not quite uh, sister Teresa um, basically get the drop on him, and uh, you know uh, an unexpected character comes and uh, pulls Spidey's butt out of the fire. So you know there's lots of action in this issue, really creative um, applications of uh, Spidey's powers. You'd never would think to see Spidey do some of the things that he actually does in this issue. So um, it's interesting, you know, and it's uh, pretty fun just to see that. Um, you know, it's a surprisingly fun read. Um, uh, again, based off of the previous uh, issue and what you know, the you know what's revealed in that, what happens in that, it's uh, it's worth keeping up with this right now. And the Punisher two eighteen is the last thing I read. Roddy, you didn't read this either, right? Nope. All right. Very quickly, uh, Nick Fury approaches uh, the Punisher with an offer. Uh, he needs uh, Frank Castle's help. The art in this suspiciously suspiciously resembles. Um, uh, one Shane from The Walking Dead that is a joke. Um, shout out to uh, the Netflix Punisher that is, uh, that's already dropped, and I guess we'll be watching it over the weekend. And um, basically, Nick Fury Jr. approaches the Punisher with an offer to uh, work for him. Not for S.H.I.E.L.D., because S.H.I.E.L.D. is going away, but um, he, what he gets is a, uh, an armor. It's not quite the War Machine armor based off of the art, but that's what it's meant to resemble. So um, we go from there. You want to knock them out, Roddy, or do you want me to finish? No, I got it. Um, So I only got three. Uh, First one, Secret Warriors number eight. Uh, This this book continues to be fun, but what we have here is um, so the team is pretty much back together. Sans Karnak, who's off working for his his cousin, whatever, Black Bolt's son, something like that. I don't know, regardless. Um... While the team is looking for Inferno's niece, who got kidnapped by presumably Dark Beast, um, we also find out that apparently superheroes have a forum board because um, Lunella goes on there, and, and well, Lunella and apparently uh, Kamala both know about this, and doesn't seem to be anybody else. So that part was kind of funny. Um, but through this message board, they end up getting the services of Magic, who comes and helps them out after a little kerfuffle. Um, and putting them around, trying to find out, you know, to, to try to get some leads on where to find um, Inferno's niece. Um, so the cover's a little bit misleading because nothing real crazy outside that happened. They're just basically running around. But uh, what ends up happening is it looks like the, it's going to lead them back into the company or the graces of Karnak because one of their leads ends up uh, being the company that, uh, that Karnak works for. And like I said, he's over on the other side. He seems to be watching them. It's not quite clear, but I feel like we're going to find out what's going to happen with that. And he may or may not have had the hand in, in sending them that way. Their way, I'm not sure about that. But um, but that's pretty much the, just this whole book. Like I said, this this the book still ends up being funny. I wasn't sure whether we we're going to go after that first arc, but now that they're going into this other arc, and that looks like going to be um, going to be involving Mister Sinister who doesn't appear in this book, however, is on the cover. So, and I believe that cover is an homage to an agent's, uh, not, not Nick Fury book or something. I can't remember, but, uh, regardless of that, that's that. And now we are on to the Star Wars corner of the universe with Darth Vader number eight, um, in which we find a Darth Vader on Coruscant, uh, in the, at the old Jedi archives, um, looking for something. Well, he's looking for someone, but he's also, but also pillaging the archive for to get all the knowledge and whatnot out of it. At the same time, one Jedi Jocasta knew um, 
is there sneaking around to get a piece of information that once again may come up um, somewhere. Uh, and spoiler alert, the, the info she has is a list of all the, the force sensitive children that they knew about before things broke out and went crazy. So she has that, but she also has had this, uh, but she also finds the grand inquisitor whose mission was to read all of the, the Jedi archives there, but she passes them one time, but the second time she, she tries to get out of there, she just couldn't shake it because you do not come between Jocasta new and her books. And he apparently disrespected one of them by throwing them out. So which causes her to get into battle with him, which means that she, she's probably going to get into battle with not only him, but uh, probably Jedi, probably Vader who was actually looking for her to save her, which is his mission. Um, unbeknownst to the rest of the inquisitors. So that's that. Um, um, Star Wars, Dr. Afro number 14. We have, um, a, an Imperial officer by the name of Magna Tolvan, who ran into Afro one time and got demoted because of the actions, uh, who's ends up at this communications node under this other person. And we kind of find out that she, um, has history. We're not entirely sure what with funnily enough, um, another in Imperial officer that I, I'm going to assume trained her or was a mentor to her. Uh, but this Imperial officer is no longer around because Vader got rid of them, uh, in the first volume of dark or uh, Darth Vader. So, but we see a picture of him and she's asking him for guidance because she's kind of sick of where she is because of her emotion and whatnot, whatever, 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 whatever. but Afra. And the crew that she's running with now ends up um, being at this base. And um, Afro gets to drop on Talvold again. And they chit-chat for a little bit and actually gets a little flirty with her to, to a point. Uh, until the mission's over, they leave and uh, the base is promptly blown up. Unbe- um, sadly, unbeknownst to uh, Afra, who doesn't like to kill or whatnot, but uh, she didn't, didn't know about that part. And um, she's also under the employ of the previously freed the killer droids that uh, she had to, she had no choice but to free from her service. So she is being forced to do things that she wasn't too, not too crazy about, which kind of puts her in the same situation as um, this Imperial officer that we're talking, that uh, I just mentioned. So that's probably going to be mentioned again at some point and uh, come up again. But um, overall, still a good book. Uh, that is it for the Star Wars corner. And then my last book, which is pretty much, I just skimmed through, so I can't really say too, too, too much about it, but Not Brand Eck number 14, which is like this issue for Not Brand Eck, which was a parody um, comic from back in the day, starring Fort Bush Man, you know, the greatest hero of the Marvel Universe in his own mind. But, um, but it's cool. It's got some nice little, um, it's got a couple of um, comedy stories in there, but, you know, one involving Hydrocap. Um, and of course, you know, rebranding for the ages. I think there's some other four Bushman stuff that they, they yuck, yuck it about, but it's cool. If you, if you are of a certain vintage and recognize that book. So cool. I just had one non big two book to uh, mention mech that you number four continues to be a fun story. It's uh, you know, this is the uh, creator owned book by uh, Greg Pak with art by Takeshi Miyazawa and this issue, um, the cadets, who uh, you know the youngest cadets, you know the, the 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 next class of trainees who are basically just out on a training run and don't even have live ammo, um, basically run into the um, 
the Sharg. These are the uh, the aliens that they're being trained to fight, and they have to, you know, they basically hold their own. And it's a lot of great uh, moments, lots of great art. Um, it's a spectacle. It's a lot of fun. Um, I highly recommend this book. It's actually pretty. It's pretty much all ages friendly. So you can actually hand something like this to someone who's, you know, a slightly younger reader and uh, they should be able to get by. It's not too scary. Um, the art is kid friendly. So um, I definitely think this is, uh, you know, one of those books that you can hand to. Um, it may not be in uh, trade paperback form yet for Christmas. I'm not sure if that's going to be a possible gift for uh, people to give, but uh, I would highly recommend it for all ages reading. And now it looks like we are up to clicks of the week. Alrighty, people, it's time to make our determinations. This is gonna be tough. I actually have a couple of uh, really tough choices to choose, tough uh, choices to make. Hmm. Mine is going to be Amazing Spider-Man seven ninety one. Nice. That's definitely a candidate for me too. Hmm. Man, I really like this Peter Parker, though. Roddy, what do you got? Do you still need time? Uh, Kinda. All right, so let me... I, I have to make a decision, and I think I'm going to go with Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 297. I love that the two books I'm pretty much choosing between, with Thor being a close third, are Amazing Spidey 791 and Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man 297. There's another um, couple of movies that... Um, uh, I thought of when I was reading this this great book. Um, it's the Raid and also uh, the Professional with uh, uh, Jean Paul Reno and um, Natalie uh, Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman. You know, pre Star Wars. So um, you know, there's a couple of scenes in this that in this that I that directly reminded me of those uh, movies. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it's not too late to jump on uh, Spectacular Spider Man. And for me, I will go with, I'll just go with uh, Secret Warriors number eight. Like I said, it was a fun book. Not terribly much happened outside of them running around and, and whatnot, but um, still a fun book. So go with that. All righty. So uh, let me get through our first ad read of the night and give Roddy some time to get uh, set up for the news. Let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox gaming headsets, PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, and iPod and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcasts free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through cspn.us. Do it today. The secret to me setting up the news is doing it while you're either talking or setting it up beforehand. So <laughs> nice. And I guess we should just let everyone know that we're going to hold off on discussing uh, the Justice League movie. Oh, all right. Did you want to do it tonight? Because I wanted to get Tim's perspective on this. I, I personally wanted shout out to PCN underscore dirt. I know he's not going to be the, the person who is going to run out opening night to go see this movie. But, you know, this is up his alley. I really wanted to get his feedback on this. So hopefully he gets a chance to see it before next week. You know, I guess 
I guess we'll do a Black Friday show next you week. Know you know what? I yeah, I just thought about something because yeah, because I don't want because the the, only, the thing I wanted to mention is something that's been kind of going on, on going around on Twitter and that I, I agree with. That's a little slightly off putting, and I don't want to. And I want to see if Tim's going to if Tim sees it if he hasn't already seen it on Twitter or whatnot. See Which, what? Don't worry about it. Just when you watch the movie, you will will see what. Oh, okay. Something yeah. with the movie. Got it. Right. So we're holding off, so there's no need uh, to worry about us spoiling it. I'm dying to talk about this because you know I don't know why. I just oh, know. I, I there's a reasons why. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting for bad. Yeah, know. pretty much, pretty much. So here we go with the news. So the news is probably going to be filled. The cinematic news is going to be filled with nothing but Justice League. Well, Justice League, Justice League I, and some other things. You, I wish that was the case because I, I will go ahead and say this right now. We're kind of starting off slightly where we we ended on last week's show, going into a couple of these. But yeah, you'll find all out the tabs open. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Affleck wants to find a graceful and cool way to seg out of Batman. Segway, segway. Yeah. So he was talking and blah blah blah. Sure. Oh, he, he put that like, on record. Huh? He actually put that on record. Wow. He's not uh, going to be in. If he may do the Batman, but that may be the well, last thing he does. That, I think so. That is part of the next. Um, that is part of the next uh, thing. But he did say it is quote. It's something I'm contemplating. You don't do it forever, so I want to find a graceful and cool way to segue out of it. End quote. Well, if this was like a Marvel style contract, technically he would have done three movies once he does the solo movie. Hmm. I mean, he's 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 not a young man in a way. He can't, you know. He's no, but you know what I mean. Like normally, it's like a three or six picture deal. So if it's a three picture, deal, like Sebastian Stan, who has like a nine picture deal. Yeah, because I think they're anticipating uh, following that cap story all the way through. You know. Mm-hmm. So, and and at some point, I guess Anthony Mackie will be be re-upped with something long term. Also, if that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, well, we'll find out in a little bit. Um, but next. Ben Affleck is certainly planning to star in the Batman. So apparently there's been brouhaha whether that's going to be the case or not. And um, somebody who's speaking for, um, oh, this is, yeah. So the producer is saying that, that there might, he might not be in Matt Reeves movie. I think Matt, there's rumor that Matt, we don't want him for the movie. And of course, you know, Affleck may or may not want to be in the movie, but it sounds like, it might be the case. I know there's rumors about about this thing. We don't know anything too definite. So, Man of Steel, Aquaman fan theory confirmed by Jason Momoa. Yeah, that theory is that he has something to do with a scene in Man of Steel with was it whales rescuing? Yeah. So uh, near the beginning of Man of Steel, uh, Clark is on deadliest catch. <laughs> yeah, he saved some uh, fishermen on a. Well, he saved some people on a oar rig or something. Yeah. Or boat, I can't remember. So, with, yeah, once, he's done, finish, once he's done being on Diddley's catch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As you know, and it is presumed that um, Aquaman saved him or helped him. It gives him a helping hand with yes. the whales, you know, talking to the fishes and all that. After he disappears, or at the time he disappears at that, after that scene. Right. So, yeah. Which they, never mind, that's because that's going to go into Justice League. So, never mind. Keep on, keep on pushing. Moving on. I mean, it's not the big part, but yeah. Doom Patrol may join DC's Titans TV series. I don't know why, but okay. Oh, it makes sense because they're related to Beast Boy. Well, so this article goes into that because the guy who plays Beast Boy 
well, apparently talked to Jeff Johns uh, about Beast Boy, and Jeff Johns says something about you know his his Twitter. As if you can see on the video, um, my pleasure to talk about all things Beast Boy, Green Tigers, Doom Patrol, and Halo, which has nothing to do with with uh, Beast Boy, as far as I know. Unless, he unless he's referring to the the Batman and the Outsiders character, maybe, maybe that's a deep cut right there, people. More than likely, but it is presumed that he was that this was a conversation about just about Beast Boy's character and his, you know, where he's been and whatnot, and not necessarily anything Doom related as far as being a project. But we don't know. Spoilers: Legends of Tomorrow drops major reference to Wonder Woman mythology. Yep, they mentioned the mascara. They do. Supergirl just teased a direct connection to Smallville's con- continuity. So apparently there's a character, uh, if you know the, if you know Smallville, there's a character of Chloe who shows up there and they make a reference to her on a, a recent episode. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And Chloe is, I guess it's worth noting that Chloe has never, oh, maybe shown up in the comics like once or twice. Well, she doesn't show up in person. Okay. Right. So, eh. Flash, Supergirl, showrunner suspended over sexual harassment allegations. Yeah, there's going to be a few of these, um, unfortunately. So, Melissa Benoist and Emily Beck, Bet Rickards respond to Kreisberg allegations. Uh, there's a report that Gal Gadot will not reprise her role as Wonder Woman unless Warner Brothers removes Brett Ratner. So that'll, I mean, that'll be a shame if she does, but good for her for sticking to her guns because, um, you know, it's, it is also worth noting that uh, Brett Ratner, has, his production company, I believe, has something to do with Justice League, so he's going to get his money one way or the other, sadly. Um, I think going back to the Kreisberg thing, I think uh, he has been suspended, but that doesn't mean he's been terminated. So that's uh, something that should be noted because, you know, he's probably still going to get some money until they actually do deal with that. Ellen Page recounts abuse by Brett Ratner on X-Men Last Stand set. Apparently tore him a new one uh, during her recounting of a uh, set event, which she's known for being quite outspoken. So, uh. X-Men Last Stands and the Paquin corroborated Paige's harassment by Ratner. Which, again, well, which is going back to the, the Wonder Woman thing, also, uh, because of all the other allegations coming out, this was the, the catalyst. These two were the catalyst for her to say such, say, say uh, her stance. Star Trek star George Takai accused of sexual assault. Which is sad, but there's, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's happy for this. Hmm. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just teased the Brood in Season five's first trailer. In lighter news. Um, well, oh no, it's, it's going to get back there in a, in later on. But, so this was, I still hadn't seen this trailer, but I was like, they, I don't, I don't, not quite sure. They look like the Brood, I'll say that. Yeah, so we don't, we don't fully know what the deal is on that. Which I thought, I thought X-Men were, I mean, I thought that was a specific X-Men thing. Although I know they have, like, I know the, like, uh, the Avengers or whoever, and they've battled other people outside of the X-Men, so. Sure. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Walton Goggins announced his last day of filming. Cool. Thor Ragnarok originally had Hela destroy a different Asgardian artifact. Uh, and that artifact, which apparently was the Destroyer, but they cut it out because it wasn't necessary. Yeah, who? no one would have cared. Mm. Yeah. Sony working on Spider-Man spinoff movie for Morbius the Living Vampire. Why? Wait, wait, there's a sound effect for this. I mean, unless Blade ends up coming off of that some kind of way, then I don't <laughs> care. I don't think Sony has the rights. I don't think so either, because I think that Marvel's got those back, or still had them, whatever. Yeah. I think so, too. 
there's a report that Marvel and Fox are still considering the acquisition deal that would bring characters back to the MCU. I mean, fart is still justified. That's <laughs> uh, the first episode of Robert Kirkman's Secret History of Comics is online for free. Uh, actually, the it. first couple uh, at this point, because that this this was uh, last Friday, I believe, when this came out or something. No, it wasn't even Friday. I can't remember what, but it came out. Last, the first one came out last weekend. Second issue, second episode is out also. Yeah, I watched the first episode, the Marvel story. I hear it was all right. It was all right. I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of it, having read the the book, the Secret History. So, but and that author was also on the show. So, um, you know, they definitely filled in a lot of uh, gaps people might have in their understanding of the history of the Marvel, you know, the uh, the founding of the Marvel universe. And apparently, the next one's going to be about Superman. And the second episode is about Wonder Woman. Sure, I think so. Yeah, I think the the second episode is Wonder Woman. Yeah, The Incredibles two trailer is coming soon, aka tomorrow probably. That's pretty cool. I didn't. I didn't put it in the lineup, but a new <laughs> your your uh, your uh, title for this was amusing, sort of. I wish I could say I came up with it, but I never come up with the headlines. Majority <laughs> of the time. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> but yes, it was clever. Okay, funny how they spelled it out. It was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a report that the Bumblebee movie just got a new title and a cool '80s logo. Yeah, this is we got a screenshot of off of some screen. We don't know if this is actual the actual name of it or not, but this just so happened that popped up on somebody's Instagram. No, it's gotta be like Transformers Bumblebee the movie. Right. Something a little more than that. Transformers gotta be in the name somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh Umbrella Academy TV series casts Ellen Page. So Umbrella Academy is a comic by Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba. Is it Ba? Yes. Sure. I have the first trade of it that I haven't read because I bought it at a discounted price at a convention a couple years ago. Always good. But yeah, there, there is that. Um, I'm not too... Not... Did you have the news about the uh, cast reveal for Deadly Class? Um, or was that last week? Yes. I think we did that last week, though. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we did that last week, actually. I just, yeah. I just dropped my memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had the first Deadpool 2 teaser. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> a poster awesome. from last week, though, that I didn't pull. That was like a Thanksgiving themed, but... Um... Yeah. yeah, you needed to. There's a certain vintage of people out there because some people are not old enough to remember who Bob Ross was, unless they're on Twitch. Because apparently, there's a Bob Ross channel that shows a lot of soul shows. Oh, I forgot. I, I didn't know his name, but I know of the character, the guy. So, yep. I mean, I've watched Bob Ross shows, you know, before, like on some like rainy summer day or something. You know, like you flip oh, on. Yes, you know, like six o'clock in the morning on a on a nondescript Saturday, Friday, or Saturday, Sunday morning, and be like, "Hey, nothing else on." Well, I mean, now anyway. Right, no, but even in like an afternoon, like I said, like a rainy, I, I, I honestly remember like even in as late as high school, like on a rainy weekend afternoon, be like, you know what, this, it's not worth, you know, killing yourself to go outside, see what's on the television. No, look, there's Bob Ross. So, happy yeah. trees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's a snow cap right here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, if you're on Twitch, there's a Bob Ross channel. Go check that out if you're so inclined. There you go. Uh, um, Black Lightning gets January premiere date. Yep. So yeah, this uh, entertainment uh, Infinite Earth article basically lines up that, and let me see, it's going to be on Tuesday, specifically Tuesday, January sixteenth is the um, premiere, and uh, we get they also show the the um, schedules for the other CW shows, which apparently uh, something's moving. Yeah, uh, Legends of Tomorrow looks like it's be it's moving, but don't know what day and time yet. So we should start changing CW to a, the, the comics network or something. Pretty much. So, 
And Arrow just included a sneaky DC video game Easter egg. So apparently on a recent episode of Arrow, there's, uh, I think it says here that Felicity and I think William, who's uh, 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 Oliver's kid, are playing Injustice 2 or Injustice. Well, it sounds like Injustice 2 because they, they mentioned a specific board. That's interesting bit of synergy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which I'll get to these because I, uh, like I said, I, I didn't tell you, tell you guys this on the back. Um, oh, the spillover? Yeah. Oh, I see the tab for it. Yeah, well, this, the tab is always there. I just don't always put stuff in there unless needed. Needed. Okay. Uh, that being the case, because if, if you don't see anything at the bottom, that's a little inside baseball. Whatever. Um, Danger Girl in development for film and TV. So the J. Scott Campbell, uh, I guess that's creator owned, and it's going to get a movie and possibly a TV deal. Well, one or the other. So, sure. Uh, let's see. Fox is the gifted cast Scream Queens alum as Mysterious Telepath, and that person is Skylar Samuels. Don't know the person, so okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Supergirls Alex details role in Arrowverse crossover, which is soon to be coming. Uh, crisis, uh, crisis on Earth X. So uh, Skylar Lee is basically talking about her. What she's a uh, sound like she and Supergirl are the only ones that's going to be in the. Crossover from their Earth, so um, Adventures of Infinity War trailer may arrive in early December. Just very quickly on this, I'm not 100 percent sure why everyone's dying to see this because I we all know they're going to drop it right around Star Wars because that's going to be the trailer that hits when you're watching Star Wars. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's news and people are whatever. Yeah, people are jumping up and down. Yeah, it's going to be like the, the beginning of December to coincide to go along with Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I mean, which, again, only makes sense. So, now we're done with the cinematic news. All right. So, comic book news and video games, apparently. Speaking of Injustice 2, yeah. The Fighter Pack 3 for Injustice 2 has been announced. And it is, get this, folks, the Atom, Enchantress, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Teenage Mutant which, Ninja Turtles. Which, if you look at a half shell... Yeah, basically. So if you looked at the uh the the real quick, if you look at the the screens for the characters, um which by the way, Hellboy just came out this past week, so there's that. And I think there's like there's three other character spots that are empty. So I guess now we know which ones they are, although I don't know whether the turtles are gonna fit them fit in on that one. Because we know about the Adam, that one's kind of a that one was kind of a giveaway giveaway. Uh we wasn't sure about the other two from this new pack. Um, but now we know. And this sounds like the turtles might play like be a character, but they'll switch out or something. But we don't necessarily know that just yet. And I think, uh, yeah, we'll just leave that. That we'll see soon though, because those will be coming out starting next month, starting with Adam actually. Uh, let's see, canceled Justice League Mortal game would have drawn from the DCAU, which sounds like they would have made a Justice League Mortal Kombat game. Mortal Kombat, but uh, was canceled. For for all accounts, sounded like it, it was pretty cool though, or it could have been. So, you said it was canceled? Uh, yeah, it was canceled. It, it didn't see, never see the light of day. But, yeah, apparently it was unearthed recently that, that it was going to be a thing, which you know, that happens at times. Uh, Lego Marvel's Super Heroes 2 launch trailer teases 200 character plus characters, which that game is out now for your perusal. Um, I haven't heard anything of, on it, but it's, it's a Lego Marvel game, so it's probably all right. Um, oh, there was another. Uh, I don't think I put it in the lineup, but I wanted to bring it up real quick. Apparently, Marvel Heroes um, is going to be shut down because 
uh, Disney canceled its relationship with Gazillion Entertainment, who uh, made the game. Uh, and that is sad for because the, uh, for the last two, three, probably good month actually, the the there's been not much said from the developers, like no new updates or not much because you would think you know it's Thor Ragnarok came out and there was no update to, to with an event or something like that, so people were rightfully worried that something was going on behind the scene then we now just find out that's what it was so that's sad and it sounds like the 31st of december is going to be or it's going to shut down around that time um let's see sanford brown and chuck brown's webcomic 1000 is live uh it is actually from this was from last week but i think somehow we it didn't stay in the lineup like i had it but like I said, Sanford Brink, Green and Chuck Brown did a webcomic. It is out there now. You should go check it out. Uh, it's, as the description says, set in a modern world of aliens, warlocks, and zombies, and uh, Ancient Beasts. 1,000 follows Dragon Sun, a supreme entity who's abandoned all creation as he struggles to return to his new dragon form, a true dragon form, by completing 1,000 acts of repentance, hence the name. Um, it seems cool so far. There's a nice trailer that I know Sanford Green had. Um, yeah, I saw that trailer. Yeah, had retweeted earlier today. So that's it. Go check it out. It's it seems pretty cool. I've read actually I didn't read it. Um because I started reading, I said I'm gonna come back to this. And you forgot. Yeah. Well, it was a couple of days ago, so yeah. Which I think it comes out every Thursday because uh, from what it's yeah, there you go. It says every Thursday. So uh, it's up on webtoons.com and you can subscribe to it so you'll get notified. So um and now we're back to this. If anybody wants to take over <laughs> DC uh, Comics has suspended editor Eddie Berganza amidst allegations of sexual harassment, which quickly followed by terminating editor <laughs> Eddie Berganza. Mm-hmm. After which we we mentioned whether this was going to happen last week, you know, or this, the, the the possibility of happen la- last week anyway. And after the the Buzzfeed, well, seemingly after the Buzzfeed article that we talked about last week, the that's where the speculation came out. But again, as we said, it's good that they're doing this now, but. You know, it's been a long time, and it's, he's been there a long time, and these allegations are not new. So, mm-hmm. yeah. right, but good that he finally did it. And you know, and there was a lot of buzz about before the termination thing came out of that. You know, again, suspension doesn't mean termination. So he, you know, was basically still getting getting some money from them, but now he's been terminated. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, Marvel hires Ron Richards as VP, managing editor of New Media. Uh, who apparently, if you, if apparently people were um, <laughs> replying to this on Twitter, apparently he has had some uh, allegations against him, also from when he was at Image, which may we don't know if this, I don't, I don't know anyway if what happened, but he left Image in some summer saying that he left because there were some allegations of misconduct, sexual misconduct because of this. So he also the- founded um, iFanboy. Yes, he's also that. Yeah. Of prior to uh, image, so uh, Danny Chasm is promoted to editor at Valiant. IDW Publishing announces publishing and editorial staff changes. Azo Alonzo out. CB Sibolsky in as Marvel editor in chief. This dropped today. This is some huge stuff. Yep. Yeah, we don't know why. I'm hoping it has nothing to do with any allegations that you know. You know what? Yeah, you know, I didn't, my mind did not go there first. You know, mind it, yeah, really. not at first, but it like maybe third or fourth that went there. Because mm. there, there have been times in the past where it's like, well, there are people who've been like, well, are you gonna? I think notice it going on. You know, are you going to leave now and not have this come out, or you know, 
Whatever. I think it just came down to he's had too many public misfires and I thought it was, I thought, you know, like I was actually personally worried that it was, you know, kind of, you know, based on, you know, like related to what uh, Tim Dog was just saying, you know, kind of like lately there's been a lot of some, some kind of like PR gaffes and, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, maybe the, the, the market hasn't been performing as well. The, 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 the Marvel books haven't been performing as well because of the, uh, you know, the focus on, you know, these newer legacy characters and, you know, I you know as much as I love the hip hop covers, I know that the retailers did not like the ordering scheme on that, and we 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 talked about that before, and that was, you know that you know they felt taken advantage of in that regard, and you know that all happened under Alonzo's watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I continue to refuse to believe that the the, the Lexi books are the ones that's killing the the or due to the the um the low sales or whatever. And again, as we it should be pointed out that we don't know we know nothing about why he's living. So anything we've been saying so far. You know, it's exactly. just, I'm just, yours. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with legacy right now. It's just things in the past, like the publishing the initiatives haven't worked too many events. Right. It's time for a change. So, yeah. Whether CB is going to be any better, who knows? Uh, you get a first look at Marvel's Thrawn prequel comic book series for Star Wars. Well, I was going to bring up that, um, the, Real quick, that there's been other hirings and promotions at in at Marvel and other places in the past month or so that we never, I don't think we ever got to, including uh, Lorraine Sink, uh, who is at Marvel and going to be. She was already at Marvel and got. Right. But I'm saying she's got a full time job. Right, as a senior creative producer, and uh, Alex Gurr is also on the new co-president of uh, Archie, and there's been other people throughout the month. But yeah, yeah that's it. We got the rundown of Jean Grey's full X Men Red Team. So going back to the throne book real quick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so it's a prequel book um, going back to his younger days of, you know, I guess coming up through the Empire or, or whatnot, maybe even before that. Um, not sure who's writing because I can't remember. Oh, wait, um, Luke Ross is going to be doing art. I'm not sure who's writing it, but regardless, that's a thing. But yeah, Jean Grey's um, other <laughs> mutant book. <laughs> We we now got the um the, the roster four. Uh, is this uh, um something you interested in, Tim? As the yeah, the, I forget the girl's name. The new I think Binary. it's an Indian character. Tom Taylor tweeted who she yeah, was. Uh, Trinary is her name, and uh, yeah, apparently she's from India. And of course, now who is the person? Okay, I know the the, the so the the, um, the big dude at the top is Wakandan uh, uh Wakandan mutant. Which I don't remember seeing. I have the last time I remember seeing them was when they had that book where all the schools were got together. But yeah, I've never if, heard of that guy before. Yeah, I think he was in that book. And like, uh, and I can't, it looks familiar. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we got Namor, Nightcrawler, um, Wolverine, X twenty three, and who is this other person? Her twin sister, Gabby. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was two of them. She had two twins. One of them died in the beginning of all all new X Men, but I guess Gabby survived. Mm. I know there was talk. She's been raising. Her. She's not not raising her, but she's been watching over her. Yeah, I Apparently, know she's important. Yeah, because I think I know in the recent, uh, actually this week's uh, Hawkeye, which I didn't quite read. I know they them two were together, uh, Wolverine and Kate Bishop, and I think there was talk of her. So that was my only other, um, you know, whatever. Uh, with Namor being the weird one in this in this um, lineup. Yeah, no Emma Frost around, right? Apparently not. Yeah, I don't know. That was the last time anyone was running around with the X-Men, so. Marvel canceled Guardians of the Galaxy 151. We kind of talked about that already. Yep. 
Marvel Mates wedding of the century announcement. It's not mine. <laughs> Don't let so- Matt Wang 97 lead you astray. <laughs> Summer 2018. Say it again. Summer, Summer 2018. There it is. Yeah, so I wonder who's it going to be. I wrote an article on that, so you can go re- speculate oh. there. Okay, there you go. Uh, get a first look at Marvel 2 and 1. Hey, guess what? The art looks great. It's Jim Chung. Yeah. When does that come out? What does uh, it say? Uh, is there a release date on that? I don't see oh, it. December 13th. When? December, no, 13th. December 13th, people. Oh, that's soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> a month. Soon-ish. Boom Studios' new Lam- Labyrinth comic will explore the Goblin King's origins. When he was a baby or something like that, I don't even know. This Beast Wars action figure does its best character justice. There's a Dinobot character, y'all. Uh, action figure, so go look out for that, Transformers fans. Kotobukiya Spider-Man web-slinger art FX statue revealed. Uh, Funko Black Panther pop finals, Dorps, and more up for order. I feel like we might have talked about this one other Black Panther stuff, but I couldn't remember if we had or not, so I'll put those under there, and I've already ordered those. Uh, real-life Thor builds a flying Mjolnir hammer that returns to him. What? Um, yeah. Looks like it might be a drone. Oh, God. Yeah. In, in the shape of a hammer. Still impressive. Yeah. yeah. They're cool. So, speaking of Mjolnir. Uh, fight. What's, fight holds and fits the plumbing with this brilliant Thor Mjolnir hammer toolbox. This is actually cool looking, though. So, it's a toolbox in the shape of Mjolnir. The, the, the handle, as you would expect, is a hammer. And the rest of the stuff is inside the, you know, the hammer part. Yes. So, it's 100 bucks, but, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, still cool. Uh, I think uh, Agent Seven might be ordering one right as we speak. <laughs> That's a thought. <laughs> All right. Oops. Avengers No Surrenders next for covers confirm a big return. That being the Black Order. Hmm. This fan made Black Panther Thundercats crossover will punch you right into nostalgia. So this is kind of cool. This is from uh, Marcus Williams, uh, aka Marcus the Visual um, uh, of the of the. Um, uh, Tuskegee Airs book and other stuff. Um, so yeah, he's been posting art that he's been doing the last couple of days of uh, Black Panther and Panther or the Thundercats. And um, he also put out uh, a, a, well on the posters. I think you can also go to his page where you can buy this stuff. And I ordered uh, one of the shirts from that because it was just cool. So. Uh, images Dark Fang sinks its teeth into climate change concerns. Don't know this book, but okay. And Marvel teases original Wolverine's return, more Infinity Stone revelations. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. All righty. Um, there's... No, that was it, because there was something in... in um, there's this... Uh, Stephen Byrne did some art for the DC... About the DC Trinity as um, teenagers, but that was in... So, but it was cool-looking stuff. Yes. And, that's, right. and um, yes, uh, at Matt Wang 97 we don't need like actual businesses uh, involved in more shenanigans. Wait, what is he talking about? No, no, no. Oh, just take a look at the latest tweet. You had an unboxing, right? Yeah. I do have, uh, well, not necessarily an unboxing, but yes. Uh, Sorry. Speaking of Koto Kukia, um, Michael Malakan finally showed up. Nice. Hmm. Oh, there she is. So cute. And again, I don't have any space. What is that? The statue. Uh, yeah, yeah, statue. statue. Mm-hmm. How many hundreds of dollars did that cost? Oh, actually, it wasn't. It was like 
40, 50. Like, oh. no, no, wait, it's like 56, excuse me, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, these aren't like uh, full-on statues. It's like uh, it's like a, a decent statue. There's like a snap-on piece, right? Uh, Yes. Because I know that's what the Kotobukiya Captain America one was like. No, actually, I don't oh, Maybe it's it. a different style. No, this is this is so this is the from their um Bishoju line and the Bishoju line doesn't it's just like one piece. Oh, okay. Mostly. Uh like that Spidey one, uh, which is like hundred and fifty bucks almost, is a little bit more and they you know, it's them on the wall. But yeah, their uh, their um Bishoju line is kind of just basically like um I would say mostly women, but I could I, I might be wrong about that. Um but most of the ones I've seen were for the, the women in, in certain poses. So but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And that was it. All righty. So I guess we've reached the end of the news, and um, I guess we can talk about what we're going to talk uh, do next week after I knock out the last ad read for the night. So let me pull up an ad. Uh, go chugga chugga. Dum 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 This episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees. Your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale at a discount each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture, cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, geek culture, and much more are all on sale. To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us that's cspn.us then click on the keep our podcast free link click on the busted tees banner and then shop for awesome t-shirts busted tees through cspn.us do it today make sure to follow us on our individual twitter accounts i'm at tim doggg98 and at cb cron cat is at cat and at news nerds needs and at cb caps on instagram Agent 70 is at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. And as for next week, it's Thanksgiving week. We may or may not have a show. Right. Yeah, it may be a Black Friday show, so we'll see. Yes. I should be around, but that'll change because my in-laws will be here, so I have no idea what we'll be doing. Right, right, right. We'll uh, we'll play this by ear, but uh, we may have, in fact, a Black Friday show. Yeah, tune into the Twitters. We'll let you know. (laughs) And with that... We are the Conflict Chronicles, and we are signing off. Hey! Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue. You mock my words well. How about this woman? It's you. Are we the iron, Mr. Stark? <laughs>